Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about your business, not just do your business. What I try to do is take different topics, topics that I think are especially relevant and certainly appropriate for you to be thinking about as you're moving forward, especially in uncertain times. You know, many of the podcast episodes that I put together kind of fit together like puzzle pieces. I talked in the fall about, you know, the post-COVID consumer and how they've dramatically changed. Uh, In the end of the year, we talked about 2024 having an element of a year of uncertainty and the importance of that. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I think is certainly somewhat universal, but does kind of morph and change uh, over time, and that is about time. So the title of today's podcast, it's about time. So the way I'm going to structure my discussion today about it is really in three kind of levels. I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, macro kind of level of time in terms of how to think about time. I'm going to drill into your business and time as it relates to your clients and your team. And then I'm going to try to get into spending uh, some about this podcast focus on you and how you kind of take care of your time. Uh, then at the end, I'm going to summarize with 10 tips, 10 things that you can actually put into place right away in terms of becoming more efficient with time. You know, the cool thing about this topic, because uh, I have fairly diverse audiences that listen to this podcast, is that it's something that touches all of us. It's something that we're all giving, given the same amount of time in the day, in the week, in the month. A question is, how do we approach it both psychologically, but also how do we approach it more in terms of our effectiveness and efficiencies? And I think that uh, the more you, I think, really appreciate and kind of become masterful at time, Uh, And certainly I wrote a book on the art of time mastery. So I think, you know, even encourage you to reach out and and take a look at that too. Uh, I think the better you'll be. You know, I was recently reading 150 quotes that I've kind of gathered that are important to me. And a third of them relate to time. So this is a topic that while we can't really taste it, feel it, smell it, It touches all of us, and it's something that's super important and meaningful. So let me talk a little bit about the macro kind of dynamic of time and maybe how we think about time today and how it's changed. A friend of mine, Larry Green, one of the legends in the home improvement remodeling industry, on a panel said, you know, everything that's going on right now was going to happen anyway. It's just happened really faster. And I think that... Uh, As we see time happening here, that's an element that we have to take into account. You know, Greg LeMond, the famous uh, cyclist from many, many years ago, he said, it doesn't get easier, it only gets faster. And as you reflect on that simple little quote or simple little adage, I think it really should be meaningful to you that everything is getting faster. You know, another friend of mine said, change or become irrelevant. Now, you really think about that. You know, are you becoming kind of irrelevant by not changing in terms of how you approach and think about time? You know, 
the speed at which things happen really changes, I think, how we approach them, both in terms of our clients as well as in terms of ourselves. What's interesting about this from a macro level is that COVID has had a big effect on the topic of time. So if you think about this and try to imagine a a glass, a glass full of water, full of activities, full of stress, all related to the amount of time pre-COVID, 2019, 2020. This was full. This glass was literally full in our lives. Then all of a sudden, we had COVID come into effect in March of 2020, and very quickly, chunks of things in terms of things that were taking time went out of that. So imagine this glass going down to being about half or two-thirds full. So now we had voids in this glass. But what was interesting is, rather than the voids just staying that way for years, they started to get filled with other things. They started to get filled for our the way we would do things started to change. Uh, our interactivity in terms of, of Zoom and other types of uh, experiences, the way that we would look and spend time with our home kind of changed. Uh, our family dynamic changed uh, over that period of time. So what happened was that glass that dropped down by probably about a third in terms of our time, filled right back up. Then all of a sudden, we escaped. We escaped from captivity, that we kind of passed through COVID, and now there wasn't any more space. Now all of a sudden, we're, what we're dealing with is a level of how do we squeeze more things within an already full life, a full glass. And in many cases, that's causing the glass to kind of overflow. You know, travel has come back into effect. Sports, uh, concerts, activities, all these. Well, where is all this time going to come from when we've transferred a certain amount of this time from during the COVID period that we've already filled up? So we have to take this topic of time, I think, from a macro level and really rethink how we approach it. Okay, let's shift gears to more of the business level of time. You're in your business, you have your time, uh, your time meaning the, in the internal side of the business, but you also have the client's dynamic in terms of how they're approaching time. So think about time as it relates to your people. When you've allowed, for example, people to have more re- remote work or do a lot more th- things virtually, over time it changes you. It changes how you are approaching things. And some of your Team members, they, they love the fact that they can kind of work from home in, the, in their pajamas, so to speak, and some, you know, really need the deep relationship. So how they're looking at time, I think time with each other and the interactive parts of time are really different. And one's tolerance when they're told that all of a sudden they have to shift back into things that they feel like is much more uh, uh, efficient. Another element related to that is your clients, and it's their time. 
you know, in terms of their, their projects, their tolerance for being really patient and waiting for you to be available. You know, this notion of calling someone back or reaching back to someone several days later, if you don't do it, literally, in some cases, within the day or the hour, you're losing the opportunity with working with particular clients and their t- tolerance when it comes to time is very, very different. You know, today, more than everything, you know, your client really is your biggest competitor. And it's their fears, it's their ignorance about things, but it's also their stresses. And the stress is in large part wrapped around, I think, the time. You know, your competition is also everything else. It's also the concerts, the travel, all the other things related to your time. So the depth of your relationship today with the client has to also be different. I'm a huge believer today more than ever when it comes to time, you got to go much deeper, not just wider, you know, and you can quantify that amount of time that you're spending with a client and you can actually see better results. The third element when it comes to time is you and how you approach your time. You know, again, you have to look in the mirror and you have to find that kind of balance. You know, for many, many years, we've talked about life balance as it relates to our work and our personal lives. But I think that needs to be recalibrated and rethought and and, and fine-tuned. And there's probably a lot more gray when it comes to time and not black and light, white like it was many, many years ago. You got to learn how to say no and deselect opportunities when it comes to time and really question is this the right way to be spending my time, whether it's with, uh, whether it's with uh, clients or your personal lives? Uh, it's just very important also that you find that you're in sync with other humans, other relationships in terms of are they making you the priority like you're making them? You know, I heard a quote recently is that don't make someone a priority when they're making you an option. You know, and I think when it comes to your relationships, that has a lot to do with your effectiveness of time. So what I want to do is I want to give you kind of a top 10 little tips, advice. Some of these are higher level and some of these are more tactical in terms of how to approach things. Number one is if you really like kind of this theme of what I'm talking about today, try to think about how can I become more of a student of time? Well, start to think about time differently. Pick up some books, listen to some podcasts. There are a lot of different things out there that I think will help you become more sensitive and aware. And if you become a student of time, I can guarantee you will be approaching and thinking and certainly be much more effective with your time. Number two is take a deep dive inventory of your time. Now, I did this exercise many times with different individuals. And what's amazing is when you take inventory of your time, you will find that there's opportunities there that you haven't even imagined that are possibility. For example, I was working with someone involved in remodeling sales, and they we broke their time into seven different categories of how they were spending their time. We then looked at what would be ideal, what would be the perfect day, the perfect week when it came to your time. We looked at the gap between the way they were spending the time now and what the perfect time would be. And then all we did was we made tweaks. 
We, this resulted in one additional appointment a day, a week that they were able to be able to do by adjusting their, their, their allocations of their time. And they saw their sales go up. They saw their revenues go up and certainly had a lot, were a lot more rewarded as a result of that. So by taking inventory of your time, both professionally and personally, it will help you kind of reallocate how you want to spend it. Another element when it comes to your time is getting the proactive time, time you control, and the reactive time in balance. Now, I find with most people in kind of professional activities and roles that they're doing, you want to try to ideally get it to about 80% proactive and 20% reactive. Now, if you think about that and you take inventory of your time and you find yourself that is down maybe at 60-40, proactive, 40% reactive, then what you want to do is try to make baby steps to start to improve the proactivity. Usually there's three sources, and a lot of this is spelled out in either earlier podcasts or it's spelled out certainly in, in my book. But there are three primary sources of reactive time that you need to start to adjust. One of them is your clients, second is your team members, and third is your home and family. That usually represents about 80% of your reactive time. So if you drill into those and you start to adjust your behaviors a bit, you can start to see that blend change. And if you can start to have more control of your day rather than your day controlling you, you're going to see a lot more success. Number four... Uh, is plan your day. Now, this sounds almost a little bit condescending, but I would say 80, 90% of the people out there, they make to-do lists. A to-do list is not a plan. A plan is a plan. A plan is a blueprint for your, your day. You know, the best of the best out there put time into the plan. I usually recommend at least 30 or 40 minutes. And if you're not putting enough time into your plan, uh, just increase the amount of time that you're putting in. Norman Vincent Peale said, plan your work today, every day, then work your plan. Now think about that quote, plan. It all starts with a plan. Your work, what is it you want to accomplish? Today, not tomorrow, not next week, today. Do it every day so that you get into the habit of doing it and you become masterful at how you do a plan. And then, only then, do you work your plan. So it all starts with that 30, 40-minute plan. And again, there's a lot of information out there with different type of planning systems that I would encourage that you look at. Number five on my uh, my time list of things, is think about the opportunity today to squeeze some additional juice out of time. Now, there's hundreds of little examples in your day that you can squeeze an additional bit of juice. You can squeeze an additional five minutes. By questioning how you're spending your time, I think you can squeeze additional. Now, this sounds almost a little bit obsessive, but several years ago, I was kind of curious how long was I spending making coffee every single day? Well, as it turned out, in my little process of making coffee at the time, it took three minutes. 
Well, I started to say, okay, is there a better way to do it? And I was able to get it down to a minute and 40 minutes, um, a minute and 40 seconds. Now, you might think, big deal, a minute and 40 seconds. Well, when you multiply that out over the course of a year, it's over eight hours of savings of time. Then you say to yourself, okay, what would I do if I had a gift of an extra eight hours and it's really worth it? But you can find ways to squeeze some addition without getting obsessed, squeeze some additional juice, so to speak, out of your time and out of your day. Number six on my list was we tend to wait and drag our feet before we act on things. You know, I was reading something recently that, you know, at 80%, you can act on something and really get kind of a result as opposed to wait till it's baked at 100% and then you don't necessarily get the benefits of it. You just get the benefits of overthinking it. So try not to overthink things. Given the speed at which time is today, try to act on time a little bit more quickly. When it's 80% complete, act on it and it will tell you how you should approach it moving forward. Number seven on my list is make people first. I think when you think about time, if you can have on the top of the list, not all your projects, not all the, but your relationships, your relationships with people, whether they're people within your office, your family and friends, or your clients. At the end of the day, it's all about our relationships and kind of living in the moment. So make the people first. So as you're thinking about organizing your day and how you spend your day, make more time, go a little bit deeper on the people side of the equation. And I think it's not only going to give you more fulfillment in terms of your time, but you're going to get insights that are going to come back, I think, that will multiply many, many times over. Number eight on my list is when you're interacting with other people, knowing that their glass is already full, especially with your clients, you know, ask them how much time do they have for you? A friend of mine who's in the remodeling space, she asked every single client, how much space do you have in your life for this project and for me? What a wonderful question to ask because then it forces the, forces the client or forces the individual to answer the question, Huh, that's interesting. I haven't thought about the amount of space. How much space do I need to provide? And then you can go back and actually outline the amount of space, but get aligned on the commitment of the amount of space that's involved. But the last thing you want to do is just assume that the space is there and move on into the process. Number nine, looking back in the mirror at yourself. I'm a huge believer in treating yourself with the same degree of reverence and importance when it comes to time as you do with your family, your friends, your colleagues, and your clients. So what I would encourage when you look at your calendar, when you look at kind of your time over the course of the next week, start to make appointments to yourself. Treat yourself with the same degree of appointments, importance. Now, It might be that you're doing this for 30 minutes, 30 minute appointment with yourself to think about a particular topic, a 40 minute appointment for this, but start to carve out and actually build into your calendar a few appointments with yourself to focus on certain things that really oftentimes kind of fall off the shelf and that that don't get addressed. 
So treat yourself with the same degree of importance. The number 10 on my list was let's not make time a secret. Let's make it a topic. So in your leadership meetings, in your sales meetings, make time a topic. You know, as we've had in this podcast, you know, talk about time. How are people spending it time? How has time changed? What do we need to do to not have time kill deals? You know, how do we speed up the process? Make it and try to get aligned with your other team members and, and your colleagues when it comes to how people are thinking about time and appreciating how time is really changed and you're going to see a lot more success. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast episode. I want to thank all of my supporters with the professional uh, media services as well as with some of the technologies that really, really help to take your game to the next level. Take care, everyone.